The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG, but especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Bonesaw Barboni, Coach Mo, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Galcote, and our newest supporter, Michael Masek or Masek. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but thank you for your support. And a thank you to all of you just for listening. But just as a reminder, if you do want to toss a coin to your Witcher, each month you get exclusive episodes of PSVG DLC, Arcadia Academia, Kevin Hates Everything, Bored With Everything, and a bunch of other random kind of cool stuff we're going to be trying out and testing over the next couple months, starting with, by the time you hear this, should be out or shortly after, Exhausted, the Fast and Furious retrospective, as we're going to go through all, that's right, all Fast and Furious movies, all nine of them, leading up to Fast and the Furious 9 this summer, beginning of summer, late spring, either way. But that's going to come out for Patreon supporters first. Eventually, later on, we'll release it to everyone else if there's interest in it. Uh, But you also get access to the Battle Pass room in the Discord. And, of course, our undying love and eternal gratitude. To get in on all the action and help support us, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. And thank you all. And now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast with Smart Pack. In case you didn't know, you can you can park your car right over there. It's wicked cool. You just click the clicker, and the car parks itself. You click it again, it can unpack it. You can park it wherever you want. Down in Foxborough, Fenway Park, the harbor. It's like a freaking ghost car. This is your host, Kevin. And with me, of course, is the Chris Evans to my Jim from the office. I forget his real name. Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello there. The least Bostonian person you'll ever hear. <laughs> it's true. It's just how easy I can slip in and out of that, you know, exaggeration of the accent to my normal accent. I call it the Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. Wahlberg. It was very impressive. Marky Mark? Yes, he is very impressive. No, you. Slipping into oh. Marky Mark. Wait, what? Huh? huh. You d- yeah. yeah. I- you heard what okay. I said. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, how you doing? Doing okay. I'm doing pretty well. Are you? Yes. I feel like round like eight of fighting off sickness is happening around here. Uh, coronavirus aside, <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully. But uh, yes, what cold weather is hitting again. It was like 40 around here, 45, and then suddenly it snowed starting last night. So, no. and now everyone's got the sniffles. The baby's got just. Just a fountain of snot coming out. Babies especially when they have snot come because they can't do anything about it, right? No. It's just so bad. And gross. And Let's gross. Be yeah. Babies can just be gross it, sometimes. It was getting in her hair from like sleeping, <laughs> you know? 
taking naps and just like you you pull the pacifier out of her mouth and it's just like a big stringer. It's just uh, so bad. And then you're expected to like not get sick during this time as a parent. You're just like, and I will just carry around hand sanitizer. I need like a Batman utility belt that just has like hand sanitizer, airborne, you know, other things that don't actually keep you from getting sick. Hot take. That sounds, no, that's true. I've always said that about Airborne. They got sued for it, too. But then somehow they came back and are back on the market. So I don't know how that works. But uh, They can't make claims that it keeps you from getting sick. Ah. That's what, okay. That was the problem. Because it doesn't keep you from getting sick. So you're saying we should stop making claims that we entertain people? Because we don't necessarily entertain them. I say we wait until the government comes after us. I, okay. I think we've right. got a while. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we were fighting the sickness over here as well. Uh, like, right after last week's show, my daughter was throwing yeah, up I four years that. old. That's not fun. Um, and my wife is great at, like, everything. Being a stay-at-home mom, like, anything she deals with, the one thing she cannot is if somebody throws up. Oh, so it's time for dad tough. to step up. Yeah. And I, I quarantined myself down here with the old uh, pull-out couch behind us, queen-size bed, and I had to sleep with the little one and risk myself getting sick, which I did not knock on wood. Thankfully that worked out well. Wow. Next morning she was okay. And then by the afternoon she was back to her normal self. We just had to kind of just uh, take it easy with what she was eating and stuff like that. But she was, she was fine. It was like a, not even a one day bug. It was like a 12 hour bug, but luckily we fought that off. But yeah, the cold and, and all that other fun stuff spread around the office. So it's like super dangerous. I'm like cleaning my desk, like with the antibacterial wipes like every day when i go into like the Lysol. first person there so i wiped out everything I'm like, yes your office awful. probably is just a cacophony of people coughing constantly oh it is it's non-stop and that's the worst because like you share conference rooms so you go and you don't know who touched that chair who touched that table uh who touched the video conferencing system that you're dialing on like all that stuff it's just like terrible it's horrible and then people come back and like oh yeah i was so sick monday and tuesday and they're like but now i just have this little cough and i'm like <laughs> get the hell away from me i'm like you, you see this you, cloud of germs just following them wherever they yeah. go and we're like our job is 90 percent we can do remote we don't have to be in a physical location with each other you don't need to be here talking to me it's that american working spirit man and by that i mean it's the man making us come to work when we're sick i mean i i'm guilty of doing that myself but i don't i can work from home so i'm not subjecting it to anybody else it's true like that's what i mean like we're not customer facing people it's like we just deal with each other which we can all do via instant messenger and video conferencing no friendly stuff. fire is what you're saying exactly keep it to yourself exactly. mm-hmm. you know what we're not going to keep to ourselves um all of our secrets well i mean we don't keep secrets from each other but you know, <laughs> all those people that's true we don't we don't we don't where want 50,000 other people knowing where would we start you know that's true that's true i think what we shouldn't share we shouldn't share what we shouldn't keep secret is what we've been playing Ooh, good idea so so, so why, why don't you go first because you have some interesting ones here okay sure so uh i finished a plague tale colon innocence because every good game has a colon and you got a plague in your colon uh, not anymore i went to the doctor for that nice the plague doctor uh a plague tale innocence I don't know what it is about games that have two titles, but it's fine. Whatever. I, I've always disliked that. I don't understand why. Yeah, it's like you couldn't decide on a name, so you just kind of went with both. Uh, so as we talked about a little bit uh, when Donnie was on the show last week, because we were both playing it, uh, it's a it's kind of a, a game that's driven by its narrative. You got these two children. 
they're basically trying to survive because they're being hunted by inquisitors and you find out why throughout the story as you play there's 17 chapters some i think there were like two or three that were super short probably 10 minutes if that uh some sort of story type stuff where you just walk around and listen to people talk for the most part um and then of course like i said you got that side story of this plague and these almost supernatural rats that's going along with this tale of survival. So you've got these two things kind of occurring at the same time. They're sort of linked and you're, you're finding out why this has come to pass as you play the game. Uh, and as we talked about before, the gameplay is mostly focused on stealth, but it's not the type of stealth, the stealth where you're Sam Fisher shooting guys from, hanging from pipes or whatever you're not Ezio jumping off buildings and pressing y to assassinate you're basically you're just staying hidden until you're forced to to defend yourself you're walking you're crouched through the high grass trying to avoid patrol routes and and whatnot and i bring this up because i mean you do have a sling and you can defend yourself in that way but for the most part you have this very limited tool set that starts with sneaking and uh, some sort of almost like uh, thief. If you remember that game, you have yeah, yeah. different um, items that you can use to to affect the environment. And then you have your sling as your ultimate backup slash we- slash weapon. Because of that limited tool s- tool set, you're basically limited in the scope of the gameplay loop, right? So. Uh, for instance, you do have a minimal equipment leveling screen, so you can uh, make your sling more quiet, make it uh, the reticle more accurate, more quickly, that type of thing. But for the most part, you know, you're not getting that, uh, oh, I just leveled up gameplay loop yeah. or the crafting gameplay loop. It's very much you're just kind of trudging forward, uh, getting little bits of story as you go and then doing these stealth side side not side quests but uh in betweeners in between the mm. bits of story so um yeah now your sling is it like a slingshot or is like david and goliath like the thing with the rock david and goliath yeah okay which Ugh. makes me wonder i've never sh- shot a sling i guess you'd say shot a sling yeah it seems super super difficult <laughs> yeah how would you be accurate at all but i guess just know. just attach it to a stick and make it into a slingshot like yeah it seems to make much more sense to me because how do you even throw that like i feel like i'd have to throw the whole thing i feel like i'd hit myself in the head yeah like because you gotta yeah. let go of one string not both of them i don't know oh okay so you just fling yeah, it that, yeah that's gotta be bad i don't know but it's the one it's like it's as good as the best sniper rifle out there because if you get them in the head it's like one hit kill <laughs> so apparently it's a secret uh super powerful weapon that we you know, never knew about passed down through generations of her family. That's true. And then somebody said, why don't we attach this to a stick? His name was also Kevin. And then the slingshot was born and we never <laughs> used it again. Uh, so yeah, the game is gorgeous. We talked about that. In my opinion, the story is worth playing through. It does. Yes. It's one of those games where it takes a while to get going. It takes a while before it actually feels like the characters themselves get going, like the actors and the people in in the story and what's happening uh to me it is worth playing through Uh, like i said the gameplay does keep it from being great and that's just kind of a product of a side product of what it is like it's not like they were going out of their way to make assassin's creed or anything it's just a very uh focused game 
uh, a very uh, on rails experience, so to speak. But for me, that kind of landed it in the upper category of good, you know, Mm. good, not great. It's um, unfortunately, it's like I said, it's sort of just because the gameplay isn't there it's not going to capture anybody's attention that doesn't like stealth games that's for sure um it wasn't overly difficult in fact it was pretty easy there was only one part that i struggled with and that was because it was kind of cheap they they have archers that seem to be able to hit you from just about anywhere which is very annoying um Mm. and it's like if they shoot you at you two times they'll miss but then the third one seems to hit no matter what you do um so overall, yeah, I would give it a four out of five. I thought it was pretty pretty darn good, but uh, if you start playing it and you don't like it, I don't think your your mind is going to be changed anytime. I do I do need to try. Uh, I plan on downloading. I mean, obviously it's on Game Pass. It's not going to cost me anything. I'm just a little concerned. So you said like it, the story takes a little bit while to get good, which is fine. I mean, I've I've dealt games with that, but I'm trying to figure out how the game can manage if you have just a sling. How does it deal with the lightsabers of the Inquisitors? That just it doesn't seem like a fair match at all and well, kind of weird story-wise. Uh, like I said, you you hide in the tall grass. See, this isn't Tatooine, so you don't have to worry. You, you can hide oh, and they okay. can't see you. Yeah, and there's only a Thank few of that. them. So. All right, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, it's a lightsaber sling. Did I? Oh, you, you didn't say that. Oh, that makes perfect that sense. That explains now. why. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, right. because it's technology, you know, it's on the up and up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great narrative game. Uh, the gameplay is a little lacking. That's where, I, okay. where I'm coming from. Give it three chapters. If you hate it, uh, skip it. If you're intrigued by the story, give it a little bit more time. Now, you can you can play this game and understand the story without watching all eight seasons of Dragon Ball Z, right? Um, I think they did do some web series stuff. But uh, I think that was only if you had a subscription to Crunchyroll. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, you, you can learn it all from the side quests anyway, right? Like, and read read the documents and stuff that you find to get the backstory. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, I know everything, but I, I, I'm just assuming you'd be able to understand it. Okay. Sorry, Donnie. I mean, Piccolo was in there, and I don't know why, but what are we even going on about? A Plague's Tale. Who knows? A Plague's Tale. It's good. Four out of five. Donnie, I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay, though, because you said it wasn't a game for you, and I completely understand. I'm not saying this is going to sway anybody. So the other yeah. game that I played was thanks to Roman, I believe, on yeah. Discord. He uh, was like, hey, I have a PC uh, code for this game. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, this looks like kind of a traditional, uh, almost like a JRPG and uh, something you would see like early on in the PlayStation oh, era. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all sprite based, but it, it clearly has a few tricks up its sleeve, up its sleeve as it far as. It almost looks like uh, SNES to me, like Chrono y- Trigger or something like that. Yes. And actually, yes, I'm glad that you said that. However, there are some like uh, effects and stuff that clearly wouldn't be uh, capable yeah. on a SNES. But uh, yeah, that game was called Cosmic Hero- Heroin. Heroin. <laughs> Who's on Heroin? Uh, Cosmic Star Cosmic Heroin. Star Heroin. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, as in female another- hero, not a drug. <laughs> yes. Of the stars. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, kids. <laughs> um, another 
lengthy uh, title. But uh, so, yeah, I, I knew he said that it was from the makers of Cthulhu Saves the World or something like that. And I, I knew oh, okay. of that game from Jason. Yeah. He said that he had played it. But other than that, I had never played it. I didn't know what to expect. So I was like, yeah, sure, if no one else is going to take it, which hardly anyone has a PC, really, in the PSVG. So I said, sure, I'll take it. I'll give it a shot. So I uh, booted it up a couple days ago, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this game. Like you said, it is kind of like Chrono Trigger uh, in the way that kind of your party follows behind you. You can see Mm -hmm. everybody as they walk, uh, and you can see the enemies in the environment before you encounter them. So it's not random, uh, you know, take five steps and fight and then take another five steps and fight. Uh, But it kind of meets fantasy, Fantasy Star to me because of the way that the cutscenes look and yes there are cutscenes and uh the sci-fi setting uh, not so much in the battle that's more chrono trigger um so the things i liked about this game and there are there are numerous things uh the writing for instance is laid back i kind of knew there would be a comedic tone with the game uh i was expecting that but uh so far it's also mixed in with an intriguing story as far as i'm concerned uh, hmm. That story consists of agents, robots and technology, obviously, some environmental terrorists, apparently, and uh, treason, if you can believe it. So oh. that's a little teaser for you. Hmm. Um, the way the combat works in the game is uh, you you see the enemy HP, which is nice because I hate when you can't. Uh, but that seems to be common, but at least on my difficulty setting, and there are a couple of different difficulty settings, uh, I was able to see enemy HP at all times. There wasn't an item I had to equip. Um, hmm. For instance, there's a mechanic in the game called style. And the more you do, uh, the more you fight, the more you do certain moves, you gain style, and that helps you become more powerful as you uh, um, get your style percentage up. You can actually get things that uh, items or powers that just improve your style so that you can um land some devastating moves uh and then also it skips pointless backtracking as you're playing which i like because anytime you get to like the end of a the end of a factory for instance you don't you find the boss or whatever and you get the stuff you're supposed to get and then you you're going to leave but you don't have to walk all the way back you just yeah you just go back to it just just, puts you back there yep straight to a cutscene. um speaking of which the cutscenes they're very minimal it's really just an artistic uh display of uh sprite-based art i guess um they're almost they're almost like comic book panels in a way and that's why i think they if you remember fantasy star four i think for the genesis they had these like comic book panels that came up and yes yes. um, it's kind of like that so not super cutscenes. we're not talking blizzard cutscenes or anything like Mm. that uh but they they kind of help to fill in the gaps to a certain extent i guess um as far as what these people look like and what's going on and uh also just makes things a little bit more awesome and uh finally the music in this game is really good it's a little bit different than what I was expecting. At first, it kind of reminded me of Cowboy Bebop or something like that, but it's not quite as jazzy as I thought it was going to be. Hmm. But it is upbeat. It's not necessarily orchestral or anything like that. It doesn't sound like Nobu U- Uematsu or anything like that. It's uh, Is it metal and aggressive? <laughs> it is not metal and aggressive, oh. um, unfortunately. Um, but it's, 
I, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of it's kind of synth poppy sort of. It, it's really strange, uh, but I like it. It there's quite a bit of variety there so far, especially when you compare it to Dragon Quest Eleven, <laughs> oh. um, which I saw some other people talking about the music in that game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I have been pleasantly surprised by this little game. The the story is intriguing to me, and I've played it, you know, a couple of times now. I've gone back to it. I didn't just play it for thirty minutes and then go, "Well, that was a thing." So I think I'll stick with it for a little bit. Uh, all nice. all of the characters and the way they fight is interesting. So there's just a lot of things that are done differently than your uh, typical JRPG or you know that sort of that sort of um, Almost, I was I was kind of expecting something from RB, RPG Maker, that type of thing. Oh, sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little leery at first. Uh, I would say I'm having more fun with this than I did with Octopath Traveler. And I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that. No, but I don't think so. I'm with you. Okay, I think I'll get a lot of hate from specific people for that. Um, I mean, that's what we do. But it's... It's reminiscent of old school RPGs, but it does things differently, and the story is more interesting. There, it, it ties together way better than uh, Octopath Traveler. So, yeah, if you if you're looking for that JRPG old school uh, kind of meets new school ideology game design, then I would say give it a shot. Cosmic Star Heroin, Hero Hero Heroin. Trying to see what what systems I know it's on Steam. I believe it's it's on Nintendo Switch as well. It would be a great Nintendo Switch game, actually. I really, PS4. I really do think. Looks like it's available on everything. So I do have one thing that I don't like about the game, actually. So you can quit the game by pressing start, but you have to save. Um, you have to go out of your way to go into the menu, save the game first, and then quit the game. It even tells you that it doesn't autosave. So oh, in that sense, that. it's like the old. It really is like the old school stuff where. You better make sure there's no save points, so that's good. You just save whenever you want, but hmm. um, you, if you forget or you're in a hurry, it's like, hey, don't forget to save before you quit. So, yeah, but it, yeah. it's uh, fifteen bucks for anybody interested. If it goes on sale for ten, I would say give it a shot. It's definitely worth ten. As somebody okay. who doesn't buy a game over five dollars, that's true. <laughs> I'd pay double for it. Exactly, double my normal asking price. Exactly. So yeah, there that's what go. I did. How about you, Kev? Cool. Well, we'll talk about one that you'll you can talk about a bit as well because now we're both playing it. Is uh, I think it was like two days after we recorded, I got my uh, Ring Fit. Yeah. Adventure. So I've done it five days now. Wow, you put some work in <clears> then. Yeah, I uh, did it every day except for yesterday from when we were recording so far. Nice. Um, this thing is no joke, guys. Uh, I know like, we've had a lot of people talk about and how it's hurt them. Uh, Caro, Donnie, yourself included yep. at certain points. You're like, ow. Um, I will say it's it's a good way to get you to exercise if you're a person that has a problem with motivation. Because you, you it does feel like a video game. It's a turn-based RPG type combat thing. That you just have to run to move your character around, which is probably the worst part of it all, to be honest. But <laughs> it, for me, that's the one thing. I, I before we get too deep into this, I feel like it doesn't track my running right. I had that like, problem I too. I don't know if it's where I put it. Like I feel like when you have to do the high knees, where you're either going upstairs or in water, it's like not registering that I'm doing it right. And I'm like, and I'm doing it right. Like I'm getting my knees up there. I know it's not me. 
So I think just the placement of the Joy-Con on my leg might be – You might. I got to figure out what's the best way. I ended up uh, having to – remember when I was complaining about that run going uphill on the yeah. backwards treadmills? Yes, yes. After that happened, I redid the calibration and it worked a lot better. I think I was a little bit too aggressive when it says – because it tells you to jog lightly and then tells you to – sprint basically and i think i was running too fast during the light jogging part like i was almost walking in place for the light jog and that seemed to help a lot better because i was having similar problems all right so i'll I'll do that then because other than that i'm i'm really digging it i like the variety of the exercises how you unlock them um you know the story's super basic but it's enough to be like okay i want to keep going um i am in the sporting world Oh, yes. Now, yep. half, halfway through the sporting world. Okay. Um, the last time I fought Drago, that was tough. Um, what is your difficulty you... setting, the number setting? 13, 12 or 13, I okay. think. I think that's um, where – I think I started on 10. Yeah. I mean, that's where I started. And then, like, after a couple of days, like, hey, we suggest turning it up a little yep. bit. And I was like, okay. And they're like, we suggest you turning it up too. And I'm like, all right. And I just did it and I've kept it at that because I still feel – I'm still getting a, a massive workout, but it's not enough that I'm in like pain or anything like that. Yeah. Today was a little tough after my day of rest. It, I felt a little stiff, but uh, it's it's good. Uh, I will say for anybody that's like a fitness, I don't fitness person, a person into fitness and into working out, going to the gym, this probably isn't going to do anything for you. I feel like anybody who regularly exercises, this is not going to be a big deal whatsoever. But for the average gamer who doesn't get up or exercises going up and down the stairs or something <laughs> that's uh this is definitely a workout like every day i'm sweating um i will say overall though i do feel better i know your blood pressure has gone down yep um which is great like i just feel better overall my back pain today hurts but that's always been the biggest thing for me exercising was i was afraid my back pain was going to get worse and i actually so far feel a little bit better overall it's just today's a little rough which might just be a bad day but um yeah it's definitely working out i know a ton of people bought it since since we i mean i bought it mainly because of you and then now i bought it now what josh bought it after me kyle just bought it like i think devin might even buy it at this point so it's uh it's kind of funny how it's taken off and i mean it sold pretty well we saw that you know with the nintendo release their you know top 10 games and it's up there so it's pretty uh pretty impressive you might want to get it soon too just as a little uh teaser for what's coming up in the news later Ooh. Yeah. So if you're Ooh. thinking about it, you might want to jump on it soon. Spoilers. But yes. Pick it up. If you're interested or need a way to work out and want to do more, just I recommend I do it. have one thing that I, I actually read in an article and I didn't really I didn't really consider it until they put it into words, but um it is a little bit frustrating that your difficulty level just increases your reps for every move because Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yes, because for me and it's not like if you're on difficulty level 15, you do 15 of everything. But um, squats in particular are tough for me. So I, I should be doing more of them. But I think I'm since I'm weaker at those, it's harder for me to do the other moves at, at difficulty level 20 right now and then yeah. do squats at level 20. Like they're, it's disproportionate at how well yep. I can do those things. That makes and sense. so, yeah, it's it's pretty tough. So it'd be nice to be able to go in and say, I want everything except for legs to be at 20. I want to put legs at like 18 or something like that. Need more more customization. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I'm doing okay with squats. Um, 
I'm actually having the hardest time with the yoga poses, which oh, should be the easiest ones, but to do them right, it's not it's, easy. It's no joke, man. And you get no. you unlock more that are more difficult as you go. Yeah. So I have two two yoga poses, I think, so far. The the warrior pose and the chair. But do you have a yoga poser? A yoga hoser? A yoga hoser. That's what I definitely said mm. the first time. <laughs> Fair enough. Um but yeah, I recommend it for people who are interested in doing something. If it gets you motivated, you can join us. Uh, in the Discord, posting our sweaty uh, selfies after booty popping we work adventures. Out. Yep, <laughs> join Kevin and Lucas's booty popping adventures. <laughs> um, speaking of booty popping adventures, yeah. Next game, Stone. So yeah. I talked about this last week as a teaser. This was the game about the belligerent, drunken koala bear in search of his lover. That was described as a stoner hip hop noir. I bet you'll struggle to find another game described as that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say I'm a little confused as to why it's described as that. Um, by the time you hear this, my full review will be up on GamesReviews.com, which is how like I got the game to play. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about it now because, like I said, it'll be available for people to read in the meantime. It's um, it's a walking simulator, really. Oh, so it's one of those no. types of games where you're experiencing... No, but I like those kind of games. If the story is good, I have no problem with it. Um, it's just not... I didn't think it was going to be that way when we got into it. Um, so it's a it's a walking simulator, but you see the character, so it's not like first person point of view. Okay. Um, basically, your character wakes up um, clearly after a long rowdy night because there's like beer bottles and wine bottles like everywhere in the apartment. He has no idea what's going on, and his phone goes off, picks up his phone, and I'm gonna uh, omit all of the swearing that goes on, but basically <laughs> somebody says that they have. Um, his boyfriend Alex and he's not going to give him back so Stone who is the main character he is also a PI so he's like well I'll just go out and find him myself and he goes from location to location on this map and there is a lot of backtracking back and forth for conversations with folks um, to basically find uh, his his boyfriend um, Stone is a bit of a douche and <laughs> nobody likes him so it's kind of hard dealing with people and that it's really what the story is actually about is about him realizing his faults in life and what's wrong with him. <laughs> Sounds like Bojack Horseman or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's actually a really good <laughs> analogy there. Um, graphics are OK. It's an indie game. I think it was like a five person development team. So keep oh, that in wow. mind if you if you decide to pick up it's a really small team, uh, Australian team. So everybody has Australian accents, which works because it's a koala bear. Um Voice acting is actually pretty good, which is how you're getting, all, you know, virtually all of the stories that I'm not going to give away, you know, what happens in the story per se. Uh, but if you're a story narrative driven gamer, it's worth checking out. I think I, I enjoyed it enough. Soundtrack was really good. Um, has a lot of uh, indie hip hop music, um, electro, a um, little bit of punk rock, but that's kind of minimal. It's more electronic dance music and, and hip hop Um that fills it in but it was a it was a fun game a good story i think uh really short I was that's kind ask. of the only thing I, I was hoping it was going to be a little bit longer so you got a little more of the story i think i finished it in three hours maybe four Whoa, okay. tops i streamed the entire game um i'm gonna put it up on the youtube so i, I was able to stream the whole thing in two sittings guess i don't need to play it then <laughs> no you could just watch the whole thing if you want really to be honest um but it was fun. I like what they did. It's a very simplistic walking simulator with a short story um, that does have an epilogue. So if you want the full thing, you got to sit through the credits. Otherwise, you may miss out. Oh, 
Um, so that's there to just kind of find out how his story wraps up. But yeah, it's kind of a, just a depressing, drunken, belligerent koala bear in search of his uh, his lover, Alex. So I've been described that exact same way, which is really weird for me right now. But Who, who's Alex? You're Alex in this scenario. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you oh. didn't know? This is really odd. Awkward. Uh, that's weird because I thought it was going to be a point and click adventure, honestly. That's what I thought was be more like puzzles or like you'd have to get items to use like a thimbleweed park kind of thing. Like something like that, just where you had to do those types of things. You had to collect things. You had to do this to do that. And it's no, it's really just go from place to place and talk to people. And that's really all it is. You're just getting the story from all the different I people. I do that in real life. I don't want to have to do it in a video game. Jeez. But you're not a drunken, belligerent koala in real life. That's true. And I also don't go anywhere and talk to anybody. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Check out the full review on gamesreviews.com. Um, nice. Last game I'm playing is uh, still working on Horizon Zero Dawn. Still absolutely loving that game. Um, it's funny how you mentioned, like, the stealth aspect of uh, Plague Tale Innocence because there's a lot of that in Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Mm. Um, simply because the mechanical dinosaurs and stuff that you're fighting, um, some of them are huge. And I'm at a portion of the game that I'm fighting some giant things, like T-Rex-sized ones. Oh, so it's you have to kind of like plot out how you're going to attack and then then have to, you know, because once it sees you, it's coming after you. So you got to try and figure out what's the best course of action to do as much damage before it catches on and comes after me. Um, so there's a lot of hiding in tall grass, lots of crouching. Um, not actually, she does have a slingshot, um, not a sling, but a slingshot <laughs> bow and arrow. <laughs> she got know. smart. She got herself a slingshot slingshot. Um, but yeah, I still really love this story. I'm loving my time in this world. Um, I'm, I'm now experiencing different environments, which helps because kind of the whole beginning opening act of the game, is like one snowy type area. And then finally got to like more lush green environments to desert environments. So I'm starting to see these different things, which is nice because I was getting a little tired of uh, everything kind of looking the same. Mm. Um, but yeah, I still have a lot of fun with the game. Um, still really sorry I waited this long to play because nobody's talking about this game anymore. And I'm just talking about it now. Um, last thing is a quick plug is Donnie kind of revamped um, our Twitch channel. For PSVG as a whole. Um, so we're going to start having different people kind of take over and stream more on that one channel. So twitch.tv slash PSVG. Uh, I did do a little bit of that as the guinea pig test subject. Uh, stream some of Apex Legends, the new season. Um, enjoying the new character. Um, he does seem a little overpowered to me. Revenant, that's that ninja cyborg thing that those trailers were coming out for. Um, <laughs> what? Ninja <laughs> cyborg skeleton. Yeah, I mean, it's really what he is. Um he seems a little OP. I have not played as him. Um, for whatever reason, I just haven't selected him. I, I could, and I just haven't clicked. I don't know. Um, but every time I go against him, it's like it seems like I'm getting wrecked. Like it's just not fair. He has the ability. His ultimate allows his teammates not to be able to die either. So if I'm taking out his teammates and he's using his ultimate, they come right back. Uh, so it's like that sounds awful. Uh, yeah, they cut. They don't come back with high strength, which is good. But a lot of Apex is knowing when a team is defeated or how many people are left in a squad. And this prevents you from knowing. Because you're like, all right, I killed two. Now it's just him. And all of a sudden, two more come along. And you're like, what, what the heck? You know, and A great proof of concept that knowing is half the battle right there. True. It's true. Very true. Um, but yeah, enjoying that for what it is. Only played it briefly and then um, jumped into Fortnite a little bit too to test it out. So... Um, actually played a little bit with uh, Justin Warner last night on there, um, which I'll talk more about when we get to a certain news story as well. But uh, thank you, everybody who jumped in. 
and uh, watched and lurked. I know Jason was there, Donnie, um, Chalfie was there, Super Nintendad, I think Garrett was there. Um, Bobby raided my stream with his like 14 viewers came over at once. Goodness I was like, gracious. I was just watching, it's like, it's like Nintendo Gurus raided you at 15 people. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, my, I went from like five to 20. I'm like, oh, geez. I better okay. play really good now. <laughs> and I didn't. And I think he left before I had my really good Fortnite game, which is like of immediately course. after. Like, I had a really bad one. Then the next match, I worked like five people in like 30 seconds. I looked and there's like five people watched. I'm like, oh, come on. Nobody saw that one. Of course not. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm going to keep doing that. So you'll see me. I know Haley's going to do it. Um, Donnie will still continue to do it when he does. And, um, Nintendo Shack would have aired. So Garrett uh, Bland Explosion, you might know him from the Discord, who um, guest hosted on Nintendo Shack this past week, will be streaming, I believe, once a week as well, too. So uh, check it out. P- uh, Twitch.tv slash PSVG for that stuff there. Stay tuned. Nice. But uh, that's enough from what we're playing. So it's time to hear what you guys have to say. It's time to check out the messages. message for you sir so we didn't reach out this week and that's because we had so many left over from last week nathan um <laughs> and then donnie threw one in the discord earlier today so we'll get back to calling people out next week but let's dive into what we have this week so nathan said last week in life what would constitute as a one hit point damage 10 hit point damage and 99 hit point damage when you have 100 hit points max what he says, for example, one hit point would be like a paper cut. Ten hit points would be like a fall from three to four feet. And 99 hit points would be a heart attack. So wow. I don't know if you remember your your I answers did. last week. Okay. Because I agree with yours. And I think they're hilarious. So I'm going to let you go first. Well, hopefully I did. I guess we'll find out. Okay. So, yeah, I had this. Uh, I had time to sit and think about this. And this, this is what I came up with. So one HP would be biting your tongue. Ten HP would be stubbing your toe. And 99 HP would be hitting yourself in the groin, or as I as we as we all like to call it now, the and I oop. So there you have it. Now why why does it have to be you hit yourself in the groin? Wouldn't it be just you get hit in the groin? No, no, because if you get hit in the groin, that's like 95 HP, but it's like extra painful <laughs> because you weren't expecting it. It's a sneak attack on yourself, and it does double damage, especially from the back. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I agree. Like one, one hit point is like a little thing, like a, like a A minor inconvenience, like a pinch or something like that. Stubbing the toe. I feel like that's more than 10 though. Cause that is one of the worst pains I think on earth when you do that and you catch a good, Mm, what's worse, stubbing your toe or hitting your getting, getting your shin hit. Cause Hmm. man, when I, when my shin gets, I mean, I'm like, I wish I didn't have legs now. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan ain't got no leg. <laughs> got shot in the um, butt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So, so like, stub your toe is like 50. 75 is your shins. Well, I mean, he did go from 1 HP to 10 to all of a sudden, like, 9999 yeah, nine, damage. No. So, we're amending it. We're not picking a 10. We're going higher. We're going to 50, 75, and 99. There we go. So, stub your toe 50, hit your shin 75, punch in the groin. 1 99. HP is getting yelled at <laughs> it hurt my feelings oh, that's what it, yes exactly. my hp's you hurt my feelings <laughs> your emotions take um, one damage yeah so nathan's other question we we omitted until this week was uh who is your favorite disney prince and why 
It's not princess, which you'd expect people to ask. He wants to know your favorite prince. So I have one if you need to think. I have one as well. I come prepared, my brother. Uh, My favorite Disney prince. I don't know if you can even count him as a prince, but I'm... I'll be the judge of that as a Disney expert here. Okay, I will leave it up to you then. (laughs) Uh, It's Hercules. And Mm. Meg, she's a princess, right? Not They don't get married, though, do they? Do they have to? What kind of world are you living in when... If he's not the prince, then yes. In order to become a prince, he'd have to marry her. I just... Oh, but you know... No, I'll allow it because... His dad is the god, as in the king. He's the son. There you go. Well, son of a king is a prince. Who's okay. the uh, Who's the guy from Mulan? Did they get married? I have not seen Mulan in so long. I don't. know. I mean, I don't know his name either. But, but Mulan was a yeah. I don't know if she got married. So he wouldn't be considered a prince either, would he? Nope. I don't oh think so. Gosh. Married. Well, I'm Disney. saying Hercules. I just figured Disney prince meant man in a Disney movie. <laughs> That's where I'm coming from. Nope. They did. Mulan and Sh- oh no, that's Disney. That's Mulan too. That was a direct TV. So yes, they apparently got eventually. Married. Yep, Mulan and Shang are married, and the princesses are released from their vows. Back home, the ancestors prepare a list of chores to do for Mushu. I don't know, but yeah, so they wow. do get married. Do you want to know so why okay. he's my favorite? Hercules. Yeah, because he's so dreamy. No, oh, well that too, but because he went from zero to hero. <laughs> that's why. Okay. All right. Um, my favorite. Yes. How about your? Is Mr. Flynn Rider? Oh, from Tangled. Yep. Yep. I at first my gut reaction up until today, I, when I thought about the question again, was going to be Aladdin. Mm. I was like the street rat. Yep. Yep. Because I like him. Then I realized like Flynn is kind of the same thing, because he's just a thief too, but he's a little cooler. Um. Plus, he's voiced by Zachary Levi, not the guy from Full House, so that his <laughs> bonus points there as well. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I just like Flynn because he's a cool, calm, collective. It's funny prince. A lot of the princes are very stuffy. Yeah, that's true. Um, like if you think the traditional ones, like Prince Charming and, and all those, like they're very stuffy, like not good characters at all. Yeah, and they're like in um, it for five minutes <laughs> of yeah, the entire yeah. movie. Because all these movies are about princesses, let's be honest. But Tangled was more of a, an adventure throughout the entire movie about the two of them. Um, and he loved her before he knew she was a princess. Wow. That doesn't happen in the other ones. They all know he, going in. He's kind of like the opposite of the bad prince from Frozen. <laughs> he like starts yes. out a douche Hans. and then, yep. yeah, Hans. Hans? Yeah. Yeah. The worst The worst one has got to be the prince from Cinderella, though. Like, how stupid are you that you can't remember what the girl looked like and instead you walk around putting the uh, shoe on? And how, does, <laughs> and how does nobody else have the same shoe size? Well, he's a <laughs> shoe salesman, so that's why. He, he's just, like, really focused on feet. It's like Al Bundy. He's just, like, looking at the... <laughs> Maybe he has that thing where he can't see faces. Oh, he's got that face blindness? Yeah. Like, um, oh, who had that? Brad Pitt? Was it Brad Pitt? I don't know. Somebody from Hollywood claims they have that face blindness. Yeah, was, somebody, somebody from Pitt. Hollywood claims they have everything. That's true. Is Maui a prince? <laughs> no. Nor, nor did he marry anybody. He didn't marry. If he did, that would um, be a really Moana. awkward movie. <laughs> That'd be really creepy. Oh. Hey, it's okay. It it's okay. You're welcome. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Waiting for it. Uh, last question we have is uh, from Donnie. More notable departure, Hauser or Ferguson? So for those of you that don't know, Dan Hauser founder of rockstar walking away from it all and uh coalitions rod ferguson from gears of war leaves and heads for blizzard 
which is the bigger blow to what franchise lucas would you say that ferguson gave them the cold shoulder by going to blizzard i mean i wouldn't but you did so now we have to live in a world where that happened (laughs) (laughs) uh where did did dan hauser go anywhere or did he just up and leave i think he's just up and left i don't think it states here i'm telling you he's leaving the company he was yeah just say he's leaving the company there's been no word as to what he's doing Uh, Maybe he's done with video games and he's going to invest in cryptocurrency now. Um, Mm. Well, I feel like Hauser, Doogie Hauser, is more of a loss because I feel like he was a lot of the driving force in the GTA world. I don't know about Red Red Dead Redemption, probably, but uh, I know... I have more experience with his history, I guess. More more knowledge. Uh, so I, I mean, I feel like I know that he was really involved in in this in these projects. So without him, I, I'm sure. I mean, at this point, we know what the the GTA kind yeah. of formula is. Formula, yeah, yep. tongue in cheek and all that good stuff. Radio stations with hilarious commercials. Um, so, but I still feel like you know, as one of the writers, it's kind of a pretty big loss, a, a tonal shift, if you will. Right. So. Right, like, I think the games, like as they're as they are formed and how they are, like that's going to remain unchanged because that's just something that they built. The story can get you know better or worse depending, but I mean that's even just from entry in the series to entry in the series. Some have had better stories than others. Um, I'm sure you can get somebody who will write in a similar style. Like I think they're just going to try and continue on doing what he did without him. I don't think they're going to try and like pivot GTA to go in a new direction or anything. Uh, I think what it is is what it is. I don't think they're allowed to do that with that with GTA. You know how many people That's would true. be upset? They could do it once because everyone would still buy it and then just be mad about it. And then That's after true. They have to go back to form. Um, with Rod Ferguson, though, I don't feel like that's going to. To be honest, I don't feel like that's going to affect Diablo, uh, Diablo, Gears of War <laughs> or as Diablo. much because it, <laughs> or Diablo. Um, I think Dan is the bigger loss there, just because if he was the driving force, he was the narrative writer. I think that's going to be harder to replace than somebody like Rod Ferguson. Which I mean, the Gears of War games, I like them. I don't love them. Um, I find it weirder that he's leaving and being put in charge of Diablo. Like, what is Diablo doing then? If they're going to like. What happened is there? <laughs> the, is the next Diablo changing radically or is he working or is he going to be working way outside his comfort zone in a different kind of game altogether? Like, cause, I mean, you narrative aside, just the way these games play, they're nothing alike. So how Rod Ferguson's Earth, like, I want the barbarian back and he's he needs more muscles, more muscles, draw more muscles on him. He needs to be yelling a gun <laughs> with a chainsaw on the gun. <laughs> and like, whoa, whoa Rod, Rod. Calm it <laughs> no, down. We, we, we can't do that. We can't do Why that. Why are you even in here? You're not even an artist. <laughs> what if they had gears and it was on this big war? More blood. And then aliens um, pop up from the bottom of the earth. Yes. Yes. Um, but like I even like take like I said, taking the, the tone of the game out of it, like altogether, just the style of games. It's like he doesn't have that pedigree to be like like what did he forge in his resume that they're like, yep, this is a guy. <laughs> like, yes, Gears is great. Don't get me wrong. I was like, but this is a different game. Like, I you you wouldn't put this guy in charge of like a Mario game. It's true. That's true. The Diablo is be- is going to become a a cover based hack and slash. Yeah, like I don't I don't get it. But I mean, who knows? He he's I'm not denying his talent and his success at all. 
I just don't get the motivation for pursuing him or him pursuing Blizzard, however this came to be. I'm sure it was a little bit of both. Um, just doesn't quite make sense to me. So I think overall, I think Dan is going to be the bigger effect that's going to be felt over Rod. But I don't understand what Rod's doing. <laughs> I think Rod may do. Rod may be actually Rod may be the worst one because he's going to affect the Gears and the Diablo franchise at the same time. That's true. <laughs> it's a double <laughs> negative. Does that mean it's yes. a positive or? Or two separate negatives in two different equations. I mean, it's not not going to hurt it. <laughs> but. Well, let's just put it this way. He, he'd he worked uh, on Gears Pop and uh, Gears Tactics, too. So, And everybody's yeah. talking about those. I mean, Gears, Gears Tactics hasn't even come out yet, has it? Uh, I don't think it did. No, um, no. Gears... You can preload it, I think, on... Uh, PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass. <coughs> oh, excuse me. No, oh, yeah, it doesn't even. Yeah, you can pre-order release. But at date this point, it's on Steam is April April twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Yeah, so it's basically so yeah, it's not done. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. Um, I mean, that is closer to Diablo than a regular Gears game, but True. still not. Like, I don't, I don't know. Plus, I think we can be done with the name Rod, the first name Rod. That can just be done forever. What a weird name, Rod and Todd. <laughs> careful i've been watching a lot of simpsons lately could... me too oh good thanks disney plus you're the best <laughs> um but that's it for messages this week we'll get back to our normal format i think next week now that we've cleared out the mailbag where we will pick some victims and make you give us questions and then we'll open it up for everybody else of course it could be you yes you even you well not you lucas you can't ask a question i mean you could but it'd be weird answering your own question <laughs> Do I like video games? Yes or no? Uh, yes, for the following reasons. <laughs> Check yes or no. <laughs> Boy, I don't know how to answer this one. <laughs> Start sweating profusely. <laughs> um, that's enough for that, people. Uh, it's been a week, so it's time to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, folks. We've lost it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> need to center right, my to <laughs> We're gonna try and do this. Um, I'll go first here. The okay. long rumored worst kept secret Batman game. There's new. There's new news out here, Lucas. Oh, good. Maybe could just be rumors, but apparently. There's a report that came from a website Geeks Worldwide citing unnamed sources, of course, because if they were named sources, they'd probably lose their job. Mm-hmm. According to the report, WB Games Montreal was originally going to announce a new Batman game, Arkham game, that would feature Damian Wayne, Batman's son, um, with the project set to be announced at the Game Awards 2016. And I do oh, remember wow. that was being heavily rumored back then, that, that, that that's what was going to happen. It was going to be the next in the series. So, like, after Arkham Knight, this would be what continued on. I heard this a lot. Okay. Um However, that project was canceled, and the development team decided to work on a reboot instead. So the Batman reboot game, this is the one we're hearing all the rumors about. Of course, as we know, is going to focus on Court of Owls, have a playable Bat family, which we've heard numerous times. This one I hadn't heard, and introduced co-op to the series. Whoa. That could be interesting, although I don't know how that works when you think of the zip lining to rooftops and stuff. Oh, I don't gosh. know how that works. So I'm not, I'm not sure on that one. Um but if the report is to believe, it also states we will get our hands on the Batman game this fall. Wow. 
it's intended to start a connected DC game universe, much like the MCU, but in video game format, with the second game planned to be Rocksteady's next-gen project that's been long rumored, you know, what they've been doing. Um, And then a next-gen Superman game is rumored to be in the pipeline after that. But the report doesn't state who is developing that one. So that's kind of all it has right now is just teasing that this could be coming. It would be alongside next-gen. Uh, maybe we hear more E3 is kind of what the report is hinting at because that would make the most sense. But we could be looking at a connected uh, DCEU gaming universe with uh, d- starting with WB Games and then Rocksteady with an unnamed superhero. And then with Superman being the third game. So I'm kind of wondering a couple things. Is this true? If it is, it could be cool if the story actually does connect somehow because I'm trying to figure that out, how that works. Um but then I'm kind of wondering, like, what is Rocksteady doing? Like, who is it? If it's not Superman, which everyone thought it was. Aquaman. Um, uh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The Flash. But That's what I was thinking. It's I'm a like, racing Flash game. might be a good one. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, it would, Flash would be a decent one or Arrow, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if Arrow, now that the show's canceled, like, what steam that would have behind yeah, it. If it like, carries to, any weight. Exactly. Wonder or, Woman. You know, I mean, you the, get that female demographic. It would be cool. The sad thing is, is, like, just reading all this, like, I don't have any interest in the extended universe. I don't want a Superman game. I, I want a Batman game. I'm for that. I would I would definitely try, like, a Flash or Arrow one, but I, I, I think you're closer to being right. Like, I think Wonder Woman would make the most sense. Uh, you know, do the big three. Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Like, that's the big three. So it makes more sense than having, like, a Flash or something else. Um, Flash would there, be hard but... because of his moveset would be just difficult to implement implement whereas like superman is press y for heat vision you know well they 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 handled it pretty well in um infamous the you had um infamous second son and um first light was the dlc <clears throat> they had characters that could do like the high speed thing and they would like run up buildings and stuff like that like they handled yeah, it really yeah. well so i think it, it can be done it's been shown although nobody's really replicated it except that um i mean flash has the pretty popular you know television show but I, I think ultimately, I think Wonder Woman just makes more sense if they're not doing Superman. What that about Shazam? That'd be great, but I think Shazam would be too similar to Superman. They basically have the same powers, except That's Shazam has lightning. True. I'll, tonally, I would take a Shazam movie. Oh, I mean, yes. game over Superman. <laughs> yes, I agree with you there, hundred percent. Like that'd be a lot more fun, I think, to play. Because then you could play as the kid and as switch Shazam. back and forth, yeah. have like stealth stealth missions as like the kid. Yeah, and then hide you go in the grass. Go, yeah, use a sling be the best although it was rumored a long time ago um that rocksteady would be working on like a suicide squad game where like you were the actually the bad guys whoa that could be kind of cool yeah and then you have different heroes but i don't know how that would tie in like batman to that to then superman what if they get free at the end and then it's your job to hunt them down bring them back to justice i don't know anyways i do think i'm actually kind of excited for this more than i thought i would be i made a joke about you know superman let's bring back superman 64 and reboot that one (laughs) yeah uh but so far i have seen that dc because i'm not a really a dc fan at all besides batman and even then i'm just like reading stuff now um but they seem to do better in these spaces than marvel where, or at least better yes. than their films, their own films, yeah. Uh, yeah. in that they it seems to do uh, DC a better service as a as a universe. So I think mm-hmm. this could be pretty exciting. I'm okay, I guess, with it being a connected universe. I just hope it's not like 
these games all have an agenda. They all have to be uh, connected somehow in a big story that you have to get all the games for. And like it waters down each game because they have to be connected somehow. I don't even know how they'd even do that thinking about it, because if you have multiple studios working on it, you'd have to have like the story already written. And then as you're giving games to developers saying, okay, here's your part of the story. Like that'd be really tough to orchestrate. That's true. More so than what the Marvel does with their stories. Like it's one overarching story. Yes. But like theirs is loosely connected until they got to the whole Thanos thing. Really? That's true. How do you do that with games? If it's not, especially when they're not being done by the same developer, you know how you do it. You don't. No, you call in Rod Ferguson, <laughs> <laughs> or what? What Cliff? Uh, Cliff? Cliffy B? Uh, yes, Cliffy B. Call him and let him handle it. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Give everyone guns with chainsaws. I'm Batman. I don't use a gun <laughs> or a chainsaw, <laughs> but I'll use it both together. <laughs> I'll put it on my back car. <laughs> Saws Joker in half. Oh, fatality. Fatality. Yeah, <laughs> went there. All right. What do you got for news? Uh, hmm. Well, let's go with another Call of Duty. So, uh, Activision Blizzard confirmed that we will absolutely see a brand new Call of Duty game sometime this year. Though which studio will develop it has yet to be announced. The company said that this year's premium Call of Duty title which I hope they just call it Premium Call of Duty. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> which is ex- Call of Duty Premium. <laughs> As in you pay a premium to play it, which is expected to arrive sometime between October 1st and December 31st of this year. Um, in December 2019, Activision Blizzard announced that Modern Warfare generated $1 billion in revenue worldwide. Players wow. spent more than 500 million hours in multiplayer and nearly 300 million matches have been played. Um, here's the interesting bit. Uh, oh, Modern Warfare was also December's best-selling game in the U.S. and 2019's best-selling game mm-hmm. in the U.S. Black Ops t- uh, 4 took the ninth spot as the decade's best-selling game in the U.S. But here's the interesting part. In today's earnings call, where this was all announced, Activision Blizzard spoke a bit about Modern Warfare's ex- success celebrating the game's double-digit percentage increase over 2018's Call of Duty Black Ops 4, which they say this year's Call of Duty, as in 2020, won't sell as well as last year's Modern Warfare. They basically are expecting it to do worse because of the nostalgia factor not being there, I'm assuming. That's weird. Kind of weird, huh? I mean, it doesn't surprise me that there's another Call of Duty this year. That's why I read the headline. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already knew that. Even though they didn't announce it, we already knew that. Yep. But yeah, what they they got to be doing something weird then, right? Going to be like another Infinity War or yeah, infi- Infinite Warfare. Yeah, Infinite Warfare. Maybe? Infinity Stones Warfare. Or are they going to do a standalone? No, I feel like they did a standalone zombies game that actually do better. Or maybe not better, but they can't but do, bl- do as good. They can't do blops again. Can they? I mean, you're at four. Not this soon because it was just last year. Are they, they, they going to go back shoot. to Vietnam? We we, we haven't. Oh god! We haven't yeah. hit the Vietnam thing in a while. We've already done World War Two, so we gotta just work our way back up the ladder of recent yeah, I wars. Wonder, I wonder, are they gonna do a battle royale game? They're way late for that. I feel like. Well, I mean, they did they did it in Black Ops. So. That's true, but it was it was part of Black. It's Ops. It's a mobile Maybe game. They <laughs> mm, got that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's got to be something different. They got to be taking a risk if they're already predicting it's gonna sell less. 
I hope so. Maybe they're just saying, well, we're expecting. Or they just realized this to. was such a such a lightning in a in a bottle. That yeah. This last one that they know they can't catch up to that again. That could be moderner warfare. <laughs> More moderner. <laughs> be mod instead, like the fifties modern art, like the mod oh, Call of Duty mod. <laughs> the mod squad. Nice. I like it. That oh, maybe there. There you go. Call them up. Call up Call of Duty and say, do this. I have an idea. Copyright PSVG. There you go. Can't use it now. And so is Vietnam. I, I own the rights to Vietnam. <laughs> the, the state, or the state, the country, the war. <laughs> Where's Vietnam on the map of the U.S.? <laughs> it's an outlying island, okay? Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yep. One of those like ones. Alaska. It's not really a state, but we own it for some reason. Um, Epic Game Store. Yeah. More free games. More free games coming. Uh, these are available February 13th to the 20th. Kingdom Come Deliverance, which Coach Mo loved, uh, and Aztez, which I'd never heard of, which is I funny. think you're just uh, not. I think they misspelled Aztec. <laughs> maybe. Oh, it has to do with the Aztec Empire, though. Oh, called it. I own the rights. So for that Aztez as well. from Team Colorblind mixes turn-based strategy and traditional beat-em-up combat. What? I don't know how you mix those two, <laughs> up, but okay. Um, players can strategically expand their empire, the Aztec Empire, via the overworld map. But the battle takes place on a 2D plane with powerful moves to take down enemies. Game is also heavily stylized with black, white, and red battles. I don't know what that means. Heavily stylized means three colors now. <laughs> I guess. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, if you're not familiar, is a story-based RPG from War Horror Studios and Deep Silver. Uh, you can battle through the world of the Holy Roman Empire in the first person. It's like first person yeah, Skyrim, I, I played this I guess. for a while. Yeah, this is one where like, you don't even know how to read when you start, right? Yeah. This is when you have to, to learn. Yeah. Um, so... They're both a few years old, 2018, 2017. Aztez still sells for $20 on Steam, and Kingdom Come Deliverance is still 30 So you're getting some free games that are worth Here's something. the thing about Kingdom Come Deliverance. When I played it, it ran like Garbo, especially when you were in a town. It, it really killed it, and I wasn't even trying to play it at 4K or anything. It just – a lot of, like, stuttering and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, I, I wasn't impressed by the performance at all. I might give it another shot just because I do – I like the medieval games that are a little bit more based in history, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's cool that you're getting it for free, but I don't know how well it's going to run for most people. So the, the performance I liked best in this game was the bard in the town playing, <laughs> and then the other bard at the other side of town going, "Sir, you got a purty mouth." <laughs> yes, I do. So yeah, free games, go get them. Okay, I will. I will do that um, right now. <laughs> let's talk about that Nintendo thing that I um, yes. uh, teased. So Nintendo products are delayed due to coronavirus. Mm. My Corona. Do, 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 do. Everyone's favorite virus named after a beer. Uh, seriously, why do they name it Corona? I'm sure there's some explanation that I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo. I know Corona's not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They're like, oh, no, no one's going to buy our beer. Nobody bought your beer anyway. Nintendo said oh. production and deliveries of some of its products, including its flagship Switch console, will be delayed due to the outbreak of the, coron- the new coronavirus as opposed to the old one. 
<laughs> New and improved. <laughs> now with more Corona and less virus. The gaming giant said the Switch and the Joy-Con controllers that go with it, which are made in China, will be among the products affected. Now, I just like to imagine it's like in The Simpsons with the Osaka flu where somebody just sneezes in all of the Switch boxes and then they're like, uh-huh. uh, don't tell my boss I'm sick. Uh, they also It also said that uh, Ring Fit Adventure, a video game with an accessory which is currently out of stock, will be delayed. I didn't know Ring Fit was out of stock. Uh, I think it's I think it's saying that the accessory to pack the game together is out of stock. Stock, perhaps. Yeah, yeah but just that they. So I mean, that means like they've shipped everything they've had to yes, retail. Yes. Like, I didn't. That's impressive. Yeah. So whatever's in stores, I would just expect to be in stores. Now, this does go on to say that uh, Nintendo, while Nintendo warned about delays in Japan. Uh, a senior analyst at uh, a games market research firm said that it could become a problem in other markets like the U.S. too, as in as well, not the U.S. second. When looking at games consoles specifically, they note that uh, 96% of video game consoles imported into the U.S. in 2018 were produced in China. So mm-hmm. it only, I mean, obviously, if that's the case, then it could affect the U.S. Uh, Serkan Toto, CEO of Tokyo-based game industry consultancy Cantan Games, said the effect on Nintendo, as in the the monetary effect, will depend on how yeah. long this delay lasts. So it's it. Uh, I would assume we're already seeing shortages in certain places. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So he also states here, which I find this to be a little weird and any gamer would know this is a different scenario it says so nintendo already had a similar supply problem domestically that lasted for months albeit for different reasons it didn't hurt demand later well that's when people didn't have switches yeah i feel like right now and where he says following that i think you'll see the same with the switch the animal crossing special edition and ring fit adventure people will buy these later um ring fit probably i mean maybe but i feel like they're capitalizing on january yeah new year's resolution is gonna lose weight like you you get restocked in the summer i don't think people would be that excited about it secondly if folks don't get their animal crossing switches i'm pretty sure nintendo fans are gonna riot yeah like they like the amount of hype over this console and i admit it looks great but the amount of people that have pre-ordered this thing i've seen so many people giving away consoles like if they don't get these things People are going to go nuts. Carol, Carol will be at the the head of the army, like um, uh, Joan d'Arc. She'll be like, mm-hmm. give us our switches and our freedom or else you go die now. And then throw puppies at them. She'll probably swear a lot, too. Oh, yes. I forget she does that sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, most of the time. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. 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 Well, we don't do that here. We don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt That's here. true. I highly doubt um, that. <laughs> um. <laughs> So as I mentioned earlier, I was playing Fortnite, and uh, Harley Quinn is officially coming to Fortnite. Uh, okay. So another cross promotion here, like we saw at Star Wars, like we saw at Marvel, where they sell some limited edition skins. There's not any um, special event around it or any other characters. It's just simply Harley. Um, that almost makes it's available it better right to now. Me what does that? It's not a special event, and it's just like here's yeah, the they're skin. not driving. Right- yeah, because like the Star Wars thing was super cool for a little bit, but even. Like, I played a lot during that event. I got really tired of the lightsabers because they were too OP. Like, you could deflect everything. Like, Harley has no special abilities. It's just the skin. Um, if you purchase the skin, um, you get Harley in her outfit, which is basically what she wore in Suicide Squad. 
Yeah, I saw. Uh, you can purchase her bat and mallet separately. Well, there is a bundle. You get everything. Ugh, of course. Um, that's how they do it. If you purchase the skin, you do get a set of three challenges. And if you complete those three challenges, you unlock her Birds of Prey outfit for the new movie that just came I out. I was hence, wondering about hence that. Hence the cross yeah. promotion. So I bought it tonight <laughs> as it went live. <laughs> Kevin, you have a problem. We need to talk. Well, and, all right, so here's the thing. I didn't spend any actual money. Okay. That's in-game currency I earned by playing last season. So I didn't ah, spend anything. Okay. Um, however, if I do want it, the next season pass, I'm going to have to buy more currency because I'm not going to be able to unlock that much that quick in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But, and the main reason I bought it, I'm a Harley Quinn fan, number one, but my daughter really likes Harley Quinn. That's like her favorite superhero comic book character. So I bought it more for her. And like when I, I sent her a picture of it in-game, she's like, oh, that's cool. And then later on, I said, did you see the picture? She's like, yeah. I was like, I, I actually bought that. She was oh, what? And I'm pretty sure she went and played Fortnite immediately. But yeah, so that's awesome. um, it's pretty cool. It does look good. It looks authentic. Um, the outfits are both screen accurate to the movies. Um, like I said, it's not oversaturation like it was with the Marvel and Star Wars events where like it was months and months and months around the same thing. Um, and I find it ironic uh, that last year, I think it was last year, they had Harley Quinn and the Joker from Suicide Squad available in PUBG. Mm, which yeah. those skins lucas those skins cost 30 dollars a piece when they did oh those. my lord what are you doing no yeah the harley quinn bundle for everything was like 15 the skin alone was like 10 i think if you bought it separately which is what i did my goodness PUBG, what yeah. are you doing yeah so I think I think DC realized like we didn't make any money off this. Let's go to <laughs> Fortnite, which makes money hand over fist. Let's not but. make this the price of a small indie game, and instead price it appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yep, probably a good move. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, World of Warcraft subscribers have doubled since the launch of Classic. How do you feel about that, Kevin? How many subscriptions does Caro buy? That's a good question. Well, on eBay, you can get pre-leveled, you know, maxed out everything. Oh, that's true. You don't even have to play the game. You can just say, I have it. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic went live in August 2019. Activision said, I don't know, Activision again, I guess. Sorry, didn't mean to, but what are you going to do? Said during today's uh, Q4 financial presentation that World of Warcraft's Quote, active player community at the end of 2019 defined as players with monthly or longer subscriptions was more than double what it was at the end of the second quarter, less than two months prior to the launch of Classic. Uh, Engagement with Classic has been particularly strong in the East, and we see very high levels of players retention there. Or player retention there. Uh, and then, just as a side note, Phase 3 of World of Warcraft's Classic update schedule, which will add the 40-player Blackwing Layer Raid is set to go live on February February 13th. So so this is a good model here. So I wasn't aware number 1 until we until I just read this that it was one subscription you had access to World of Warcraft Classic and the Modern WoW. Yeah. So that makes sense cuz I think people like Caro who walked away from WoW came back because of Classic, but I think I'm pretty sure she goes back and forth between Classic and the regular now at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think that hooks probably more people in because I feel like they're just going to continue to support, obviously, the standard World of Warcraft. I know you and Jason talked a little bit about it. Like, when does this end? Like, will there be a two? I don't think so. I think it's just going to continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. But you have essentially pre-made content from World of War Classic because you already did it. 
and you're just kind of up-resing it and <laughs> releasing it back out again. Like, they're just... They're literally selling you the same stuff over again that they already sold you before. It's but true. It's doubled the base, which is funny. Now, here's an interesting thing, though, because you got to look at this. I feel like this is more of Activision trying to talk up what's going on without looking at the bigger picture here. Uh, if I just looked up because I was like, OK, how many World of Warcraft subscribers are there? Uh, and I'm getting a little bit of just um, um, blurbs here. So don't take my word as, uh, you know. It written in stone but one cnn article says although there are over 140 million accounts on world of warcraft the game currently has just 5 million individual subscribers data collector statista Ooh. estimates down from the 12 million million players the game had back in october 2010 so if you look at the trend of what's going on right now it is still going down it probably went yeah. up when Classic uh, sure. came about, but for the most part, it's still falling off, I I would, from what I'm seeing here. Statista oh. has it that way. that, And then they go on to say, like, this is what it might look like in two to three years. I mean, millions of subscribers is nothing to, you know, turn your head at, but turn your nose at. But, uh, I mean, at some point, it's got to fizzle out, right? I, I, yeah, I'm, I, I guess. I mean... <laughs> I don't know how the people have been playing it this long. I mean, like, yes, they add new content, but it's not super regular. It's not like, uh, you know, every month you're getting new content. Like, that that's what blows my mind. Because you look at things like the, the current model we have for these types of things are more along the lines of, like, Apex or, or Fortnite, where, like, they have seasons and they last, like, three to four months. And it's all new content for that three to four months. But then they're selling you more content again. This seems like this goes years without expansions. Like, yeah. And when they release them, they're, you know, halfway decent, but it doesn't seem to be yeah. like the model that people have come to expect now. Uh, for ju- I just did another quick search how many uh, subscribers Final Fantasy fourteen has, just as a um, comparison. Mm. They've brought in 2 million more players since Shadowbringers, and it gets it up to 18 million. Yeah. So clearly, you know, everyone used to think World of Warcraft was the shiz, but... Uh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I was always a Guild Wars person myself. Ah, yes. Was it because you only had to buy it once? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now we don't bother playing them at all because we don't have enough time. Nope. So. Nope. Not at, at all. the end. Who not cares? Makes sense. Exactly. You know what I do care about, Lucas? Uh, G Fuel. Well, yeah, but Ubisoft. More importantly. Ah. So as we know, last E3 they had an awesome lineup of games. That all got pushed out to this year. <laughs> so, um, can't wait. They, they are now promising five, that's right, five AAA games to be released before April 2021. So, what are the games, Lucas? That's a good question. Ubisoft confirmed three of them. Okay. Watch Dogs Legion, which looked really good and done when we saw it at E3, so it can only be even better. Uh, Gods and Monsters, that was the um, Breath of the Wild light game that people saw and like went nuts over because it's like cell shaded. Oh. And Rainbow Six Quarantine, which also looks good. Like, all, all three of these games I was interested in. This was, like, um, Rainbow Six Quarantine was more of the horror. Like, it looked like a horror game versus their normal yeah, uh, standardized Rainbow Six type game. The other two, they said, are their biggest franchises. So, number one goes to Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, which we all know is going to be Viking theme this time. Yeah, that sounds cool. And Jason Schreier of Kotaku says the other one would be uh, Far Cry. 
because they broke sales records with their Far Cry 5. Is it, is it too so. soon for Far Cry? Maybe it just maybe I feel that way because I haven't played it yet, but no, I, it's been two years. New Dawn, the the little expansion that came out for like thirty bucks, came out in twenty nineteen uh. February. So if we're looking at twenty twenty one, that that means it's still another year out. It'll be two years since the expansion. That's true. Probably closer to three since Far Cry Five came out. So I think you're fine. Like I mean, Far Cry for a while, you look at three, four, and five. I think we're all like a year and a half apart. Oh. Each time, Plus, like they they got pretty regular with those. Four four was primal, or no? There was oh yeah, primal was, was in there too. In so there I didn't too, think of that. Yeah. No, the, four was the one that was in like Tibet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I played four. But primal, you're right. Primal was in between those two. So so yeah, yeah. I guess it is more uh, quicker than I thought it was. I like how he said. Uh, Jason Schreier said, "Anyone holding out hope for Splinter Cell is once again going to be disappointed." <laughs> I Splinter Cell, I think, is coming. I just think it's, it's going to be a reboot after this round of stuff. Like they already were working on all these games. All these games got pushed back, so it's just a matter of they're not going to start another game in the midst of getting these five games. You out. know what they do with Splinter Cell? They give it the Hitman treatment and just reboot the whole thing, basically. I I think they have to at this point, honestly. I think it's the only way of doing it. Not that I don't know if Hitman was technically a reboot, but you know what I mean, like rebranding, yeah. reimaging of the whole thing, and yep. like slicker change everything up a little bit and make yeah. it nicer i think it'd be the best way but i mean honestly i dude i want all five of these games like, i know and they all problem. come out in the like, same I, I'm gonna year want that's that's so, what's 60 times five <laughs> uh, more money than we're willing to spend yes like. way too much um you know, i have game share with donnie so maybe we could split the five and the assassin's creed i think is the least exciting one to me out of mall and we all know with assassin's creed you wait like three months and it drops down to half price anyway that's true so i, I think i can wait on that one but far cry i think it's gonna be day one for me and donnie just the way we are he has no interest in watchdogs but i do um and i think we're both equally interested in gods and monsters and rainbow six quarantines i mean that's dude, that's so many games it's just from one company that's crazy wow well yeah 2020 is going to be a great year for gaming. And then at the end of 2020, everyone's like, oh, I can't wait until 2021 when all the good games come out. <laughs> yep. And hopefully they all come out in this this gen. Oh, no. What happens? Because Donnie's going to buy the Xbox oh, Series X. Oh, you're left behind. Am I not going to be able to play those games? Or are they going to keep them? Oh, well, if you had a computer, you wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, if I had a computer, we can't game share. Oh. Well, then you still wouldn't have to worry about it. I just need money to buy an Xbox Series X. That's true. Um, So I didn't think of that. So, yeah, I might be buying these all on my own then. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, last story, Lucas, what you got? Lastly, let's talk about EA and how they suck. All right. EA jacks up the price of old EA games on Steam and other in other countries so far. So yesterday, as of this article, Steam users started reporting that a significant number of old EA games had jumped in price. It seems to have been the regional prices that have been hit, with the U.S. prices remaining the same so far. But, for instance, Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition, for instance, is now 25 euros, which is a 5 euro increase. So... What are you doing? Normally, you go the other way. <laughs> like, you make your games cheaper the older they get. I'm pretty sure I got Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition for $5 yes. on, on console. Yep. Like, so, 
Oh, man. Uh, one of the most ridiculous leaps is SimCity 4 Deluxe Edition, a 16-year-old <laughs> game that now costs 17.99 euros, nearly double its previous price. Does that even work on modern computers? I don't like- know. It was the last SimCity, a good SimCity game. Right. Uh, so, oh, yeah, God. I have no clue. In some cases, the prices are now double what they are on Origin. Though some of them were already more expensive on Steam before the price hike. So the point of the story is whether or not it comes to the U.S., you might want to shop around if you're planning on buying anything from EA. Because I have noticed on Steam, because I have noticed they have a much larger presence. A lot of their games keep showing up in the uh, check this out type stuff or, or, you know, Hmm. what you might have missed. And uh, which I assume is due to Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. But. That's like, what are you doing? It's EA. They're going to add microtransactions to those old games next. <laughs> Retroactively. You have Dragon Age Origins. If you want to unlock different classes, oh, you gosh, have to pay. That game had a ton. It's a good thing it is yep. the ultimate edition because you, it would be you, the list of DLC for that game would look ridiculous. <laughs> Ugh. Thanks, EA. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, right. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> what do you say we wrap this thing up? All right. Let's do it. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Lucas, where can people find you if they're so inclined to hear even more of you, if they can stand it? Oh, boy. I do a podcast called Flux to Pose. Google it. I don't think there's anything else in the world called Flux to Pose, so you'll probably get it in, in the first shot. Uh, other than that, I hang out on Twitter at heavy metal underscore riff, and I'm also on the uh, PSVG Discord hanging about the place and making every channel a random channel. Except for Nintendo. And I cannot keep up with Nintendo. Goodness gracious. No, no. And m- make sure if you Google Fluxapose, you jump in and listen real quick because they reportedly only have four episodes <laughs> left, according to the hosts. So make sure you get well, in there. Real one quick. of the hosts. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the Discord as well most of the time. Uh, you can follow me on all the things Twitter, Instagram, Facebook if you want. Uh, every game console, PSVG Kevin. Um, but more importantly, I want you to head over to psvg.blog, check out the website for all things related to the network as a whole. You can get links to all the cool stuff we do, Twitch, YouTube, Discord, everything there. Uh, and if you're so inclined, uh, consider supporting us over at patreon.com slash psvg. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.